Welcome to Spirit in Action. My name is Mark Helpsmeet. Each week, I'll be bringing you stories of people living lives of fruitful service, of peace, community, compassion, creative action, and progressive efforts. I'll be tracing the spiritual roots that support and nourish them in their service, hoping to inspire and encourage you to sink deep roots and produce sacred fruit in your own life. Let us sing this song for the dreaming of the world That we may dream as one With every voice, with every song We will move this world along For today's Spirit in Action, we'll be traveling to rural upstate New York to the home of Sunny Oaks, as in the sister of folk musician Phil Oaks. Through the 1960s and halfway through the 1970s, Phil produced a wealth of musical commentary on the issues of the day, things like prejudice, war, immigration, international relations. In other words, the same issues that absorb us today. Given that Phil Oakes took his own life in 1976, we can't interview him, but we can talk to his sister, Sonny Oakes. Sonny has been carrying forth Phil's musical legacy, still stoking the fires of those passionately working to make this country as beautiful and as noble a nation as it can possibly be. One more note, this program originates in Wisconsin, and I imagine that you've been seeing a bit more of Wisconsin in the news than you're used to, what with the tens of thousands of people gathering in our state capitol every day to protest Governor Walker's plans to decimate workers' rights and unions in this state. As I think of Phil Oakes and all the energy he supplied to the activists of the 1960s, I hope and I pray that we can draw on that same deep well of heart and hope to face injustice and greed today. And with that intention, let's talk to Sunny Oakes, sister of Phil Oakes, over in New York. Sunny, I'm really pleased to have you here today with me for Spirit in Action. It's my pleasure to be here, Mark. Do you spend a lot of time doing interviews and, you know, doing your radio show, all of this? Are you just constantly busy with this kind of thing? It kind of comes and goes. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Right now it's very busy because of the documentary about my brother that just came out. And all of a sudden there's all kinds of interest. I'm hearing from people I haven't heard from in 30, 40 years. (laughs) It's unbelievable. People are coming out of the woodwork and I'm really enjoying it. What led to the documentary being created right now? I mean, your brother's been gone for 36 years now, 37 years coming up on. Why the resurgence of interest? Why document it now? That's a good question. I actually had nothing to do with the documentary and its progress because my my other brother, Michael, was the one who was doing that. So I, I didn't get to really take part in it. But from what I understand, it took 20 years. They evidently got this idea 20 years ago. He and his producer, Ken Bowser, who's the one who actually produced it. But there was, a, I guess, a financial problem. And all of a sudden, they finally found an angel recently. So they're able to move forward with the idea that's been formulating for 20 years. And what's the purpose of the documentary? What's the objective of it? You know, Phil Oakes was a standard for many people who were activists back in the 60s and 70s and after that. What's the thrust of the documentary? Because I haven't seen it yet. I'm out here in Wisconsin. It doesn't trickle here that quickly. 
the documentary basically is showing Phil's life and the times in which he lived, and it's very well done because it doesn't try to hide the blemishes. It's a very honest portrait of who Phil was. I mean, he was a great writer. He was a great... He had such a, a wit, such a sense of humor that was incredible, and such an ability to write beautiful songs. But he also had problems. He was manic-depressive. He became a heavy drinker in his later years. Not that there was that late. He died in his 30s. But as he went on, the manic depression kind of took over. All of this is shown in the movie. They don't try to cover it up. It's, it's there. It's very, very raw. I think of him as an activist. Is that how he started out? I mean, folk music, to some degree, included, at least at that period, a strong note of activism. Was that what got him into the music, or did the music get him into activism? I think the Times got him into activism. The Times got him into writing about the injustices that he saw, and then, as a result, he started really checking things out. He went down to Kentucky to see what the miners were dealing with. He went down on a lot of the marches in Washington. He went down in the South in 1964 during the heavy voter registration summer that they had. There was actually a caravan of folk performers from the city, from New York City, who went down to be a part of that. They, you know, they were fighting the injustices. And it, it was pretty hard not to get involved if you had any kind of a conscience because we were seeing on television all of the horrible things that were being done to people. I'm talking about mainly the whole thing started mainly with the civil rights movement. And when you see people being beaten by policemen and being snapped at by dogs, all of this was on television and it really made an impact on this country. And a lot of people of conscience went down and were involved. One of the amazing thing about Phil's music is how much it's persisted, how much those of us who care about these issues still actively sing his songs today. Would you like to give us some of the music maybe related to the civil rights era, the stuff that he wrote from his firsthand observations, I think, about that? Well, we could start with Too Many Martyrs, which, because of this awful shooting in Arizona, Somebody said that, that, I guess a couple of people have been playing this on their radio shows because the chorus is too many martyrs and too many dead, too many lies, too many empty words were said, too many times for too many angry men, oh, let it never be again. I mean, if that isn't an epitaph for this weekend, I don't know what is. And it was written, of course, about the uh, assassination of Medgar Evers. But it, if you take that chorus, it just, to me, it's, it's a, such a powerful chorus and it really says a lot. In the state of Mississippi, many years ago, a boy of 14 years got a taste of Southern law. He saw his friend a hanging, his color was his crime, and the blood upon his jacket put a brand upon his mind. Too many martyrs and too many dead Too many lies, too many empty words were said Too many times for too many angry men Oh, let it never be again His name was Medgar Evers and he walked his road alone Like Emmett Till and thousands more whose names we'll never know they tried to burn his home and they beat him to the ground 
But deep inside they both knew what it took to bring him down Too many martyrs and too many dead Too many lies, too many empty words were said Too many times for too many angry men Oh, let it never be again The killer waited by his home, hidden by the night As ever stepped out from his car into the rifle sight He slowly squeezed the trigger, the bullet left his side It struck the heart of every man whenever his felon died Too many martyrs and too many dead Too many lies, too many empty words were said Too many times for too many angry men Oh, let it never be again And they laid him in his grave while the bugle sounded clear Laid him in his grave when the victory was near While we waited for the future, for freedom through the land The country gained a killer and the country lost a man Too many martyrs and too many dead Too many lies, too many empty words were said Too many times for too many angry men Oh, let it never be again That was Too Many Martyrs. It's by Phil Oakes. Interestingly, the music was written by Bob Gibson, who lived in Chicago. He and Phil co-wrote a lot of songs. Very often Bob would do the melodies and Phil would do the words, and that's a case in point. We are speaking with Phil Oaks' sister, Sunny Oaks, and she's out in New York somewhere, somewhere upstate is what I understand, kind of a, you, you've been nurturing a community up there of artists and musicians and the like. I've just interviewed your neighbors, known as Magpie. Sunny, are you the little sister, the big sister? Where do you and Mike and Phil all fit in? I am the oldest, Phil was a middle child, poor thing. <laughs> And Michael was the baby. You've been strongly carrying on his music ever since. It's so applicable, just like you mentioned with that song, Too Many Martyrs. Unfortunately, the end of the chorus is, may it never come again, may it never be again. And yet, of course, it does keep coming back. We need these songs to remind us, to keep us working on these things. You obviously could have your own life separate of your brother's music. You've chosen to carry this on. Talk a little bit about that. Okay, well, in the early 1980s, I attended a party that was given to celebrate the completion of a docudrama that was done about Phil back in those days by a guy named Michael Karolenko. At the celebration party, I met a young man named Jim Price who had a radio show in WFNU in East Orange, New Jersey. He said he wanted to do a special about Phil, which he came out to my house and interviewed me for three hours and invited me to come on his show and play some of my favorite records. And that, to me, was so exciting because I hadn't really been involved in that level. Long story short, I ended up having a regular show on his show. I had the first Monday of every month, and I was there for five and a half years at WFMU. Through that, I got involved with People's Music Network, 
which is an incredible organization of political musicians, which meets twice annually, once in the winter at very varying cities and once in the summer at a camp here in New York State. It was through People's Music Network that I met Fred Small and Charlie King and Pat Humphreys and Betsy Rose and just a whole bunch of really incredible political writers. Also in the early 80s, because I was getting known by people in the political world, I was asked if I was interested in having a night of Phil songs at a place called the Speakeasy in the Greenwich Village. And I said, yes, that would be fun. That was 1983. Well, I've been doing it every year since then, and it's become known as the Phil Oak Song Night. Usually do at least six a year, sometimes more. And it started out once a year, as I said, in New York, and then it moved to in Boston and all over the place. We've been to the Midwest. We've been to Wisconsin three or four times. And then we did a Far West tour. We've been up in Canada. And all this time singing Phil's songs, I have a core group who travel with me. As you mentioned, Magpie, also Kim and Reggie Harris, Greg Greenway, John Flynn, Pat Wichter has joined us fairly recently. Joe Jenks has been involved. David Roth. Pat Humphreys used to, but she's kind of dropped out since she moved to D.C. But the point is that I have these people all over who are singing those songs and recording them. And the frightening thing to us is that they are all, so many of them are still relevant, and that shouldn't be. I mean, he was writing these 40 years ago. Well, could you give us another one that you feel is particularly relevant today? Relevant today. Okay, uh, yes. If you can't get more relevant than this, uh, this summer I was at a uh, camp where uh, it was a Unitarian camp, but they did a Phil Oaks concert on the Wednesday night, and one of the people who is involved in the camp is a woman from Florida named Amy Carol Webb. And Amy Carol Webb took the song Bracero, which was written way back when, and added one verse to it that just knocked everybody's socks off. It's on YouTube, actually. You can find it there. Amy Carroll Webb doing Bracero. Her additional verse had to do with Arizona, and the quick chorus that she put on the end was, Welcome to Arizona, where the local sheriff will take care of you. And if you hear the song, you'll understand how that fits in. Unbelievable. Through the rippling shadow water Still across the thirsty border The saddle Come bring your hungry body To the golden fields of plenty From a peso to a penny The saddle Come labor for your mother, for your father and your brother, for your sisters and your lovers. Come pick the fruits of yellow, break the flowers from the berries, purple grapes will fill your bellies. 
As the dust will dry it thirsty While your muscles beg for mercy Lucero In the shade of your sombrero Drop your sweat upon the soil Like the fruit your youth can spoil Lucero Shacks that could be cages, they will take it from your wages. Lucero, come sing about tomorrow with a jingle of the dollars and forget your crooked collar. Lucero. Sides we'd have to pay them double Lucero Ah, but if you feel you're falling If you find the face is killing There are others who are willing Lucero You're listening to the music of Phil Oaks today. That was Brasero. And we have with us here today Phil Oaks' older sister, that is to say the wiser one in the family. Her name is Sunny Oaks. She's sharing with us the music that speaks of the work that Phil Oaks was advocating back then, 60s and 70s, and which is still so very applicable today. Obviously, the immigration issues, the way that we think of these foreigners coming into our country. I, you know, to me, it's when I hear these debates about immigration, it is amazing how much some people just do not recognize the way we really use and maybe abuse these immigrants for our own benefit. And also, it just drives me nuts that they don't really, we are all immigrants, except for the Native Americans. I understand. They were immigrants at one point, too. I was just going to say, yeah, they immigrated over from Asia. <laughs> so, I mean, to say that we sang, when I was in high school, we sang uh, at our graduation the song, Give Me Your Tired, Your Poor, and that's from what's written on the base of the Statue of Liberty in Ellis Island. 
And we've just turned our back now. Now that we're here, we don't want to share the heck with everybody else. We've got ours. <laughs> and that's so wrong. That is so wrong. Of course, Phil was really good at honing in on what was wrong and what needed to be addressed. And he did it sometimes with humor. Yes. As a matter of fact, that makes me think of something very important. He would very often write songs about individuals. Like he had a song about a prisoner named Paul Crump who was uh, slated for the electric chair and finally the governor of Illinois commuted the uh, electric chair. He changed it and made it a life sentence instead. And I was curious. The other day I went on Google and I looked him up and Paul Crump is still alive and he served 40 years and I guess fairly recently they finally let him go and he's living with his sister but he's still alive and Phil wrote a song about him. In fact, that was the first song I ever heard him sing on the radio way back when. And then he wrote about you know, John Henry Falk. He wrote songs that was called The Trial. But one of my favorites, because of what it did, was The Ballad of William Worthy. Now, William Worthy was a reporter for the uh, Baltimore, Baltimore, I kept the name of the paper, but it was a paper in Baltimore. And he had gone down to Cuba, which, of course, we're not allowed to do. He came back and was arrested upon his return for entering the country without without his passport or some such crazy thing. Phil thought this was so bizarre, and he saw the humor in it. And he wrote a song called Ballad of William Worthy. Because of the song, which got sung, which he sang every concert he did back in those days, William Worthy was actually <laughs> let go finally. When we did a song night in 1988 in uh, Boston, unbeknownst to me, I didn't even know this was going to happen, some of the performers were Magpie and Martha Leader got up and sang Ballad of William Worthy, and when they got through singing it, William Worthy walked out on stage and got, we had about 700 people in the audience, he got about a five-minute standing ovation that people just kept clapping and clapping, and he got up there and he told how important this particular song was, how it had really affected the outcome of his trial. I guess Robert Kennedy, who was then the Attorney General, was going after him. The government lost the case, and they didn't do an appeal, which is almost automatic. They just realized how silly they were looking, and they just let it drop until William Worthy got off. The power of one song is just amazing. Let's listen to a powerful song, Ballad of William Worthy by Phil Oakes. It's of a bold reporter, a story I will tell. He went down to the Cuban land, the nearest place to hell. He'd been there many times before, but now the law does say the only way to Cuba is with the CIA. William Worthy isn't worthy to enter our door. He went down to Cuba, he's not American anymore. But somehow it is strange to hear the State Department say you are living in the free world, in the free world you must stay. $5,000 or a five-year sentence may well be for a man who had the nerve to think that traveling is free. He should have listened closer when he heard the experts say This modern world is getting so much smaller every day William Worthy isn't worthy to enter our door Went down to Cuba, he's not American anymore But somehow it is strange to hear the State Department say You are living in the free world, in the free world you must stay So come all you good travelers and fellow travelers too And travel all around the world, see every country through 
I'd surely like to come along and see what may be new But my passport's disappearing as I sing these words to you William Worthy isn't worthy to enter our door Went down to Cuba, he's not American anymore But somehow it is strange to hear the State Department say You are living in the free world, in the free world you must stay Well, there really is no need to travel to these evil lands And though the list grows larger, you must try to understand And try hard not to worry if someday you should hear The whole world is off limits, visit Disneyland this year William Worthy isn't worthy to enter our door Went down to Cuba's not American anymore But somehow it is strange to hear the State Department say You are living in the free world, in the free world you must stay Another gem from Phil Oaks. We have his sister here with us today, and Ballad of William Worthy was one of the songs she picked out as influential, uh, symbolic, I guess, of some of the work that Phil Oaks did in his lifetime and which carries forward. I'll mention, by the way, Sonny, that I was just to Cuba back at the end of October, beginning November. I went legally. I got a license, they call it, from our country because I was going on a religious venture so I could get a license to go, although most people still can't. And I am amazed at the immense ignorance that we have on our side, the amount of knowledge we don't have of what happens just 90 miles from us out on that island. And there's no greater friend of war and of hatred than lack of mutual knowledge. That's so true. And so it, it was very useful for me to be there. I saw the horrible economic condition they're in, and I don't think it's because of our embargo. They've got some very good trade partners. They just aren't producing enough. It's an inefficient form of running their economy. But they're wonderful people. We had a wonderful experience. And if we dropped the embargo, I have a feeling there would be a change in their economic system, their government. I have a feeling that both countries would prosper under the new friendship. I agree totally. Well, Phil, we're looking at some of the negatives here, but I want to look at a positive now. Song, Power and the Glory. And it's really funny because it was one of his earlier songs. It's amazing how many of his famous ones he had written already in the first few years of writing it. It Just The stuff just poured out of him. One time my mother and I went to visit him in his apartment in Greenwich Village, and we walked in, and he kept playing this sequence of four chords over and over and over again. They're the first four chords of the song, Power and Glory, as it turns out. But at that time, he kept playing it and playing it while we were talking to him. He didn't put his guitar down. He just kept playing the four chords. And finally, I said, Phil, what are you doing? He said, I'm playing the greatest song I'll ever write. And I said, okay, what are the words? He said, I haven't written them yet. <laughs> so I said, well, how do you know it's going to be the greatest song? He said, I, I just know. And then he went on and he wrote this song. Now, the interesting part two of this story is just a few years ago, maybe five years, six years ago, somebody sent me a tape of songs that Phil had made when he was visiting Woodstock, New York. He went into a studio there. This was May 8th, 1963. And he laid down a whole bunch of songs on this tape, including Power and Glory. And there was a verse in there that I had never heard before that he had never recorded. And this was during the Bush years. And of course, <laughs> my dislike of 
President Bush was boiling over at that time, and the last verse was just so perfect for our time, and so we've been including it in the song nights, and the last verse, which is not on the recording, is, Our country is still troubled by those who have to hate. They twist away our freedom. They twist away our fate. Fear is their weapon, and treason is their cry. We can stop them if we try. And I thought, wow, that is so powerful, and it's so true today. So as I said, we have been including them in all of the song nights. Power and Glory by Phil Oaks. on and take a walk with me through this green and growing land. Walk through the meadows and the mountains and the sand. Walk through the valleys and the rivers and the plains. Walk through the sun and walk through the rain. Here is a land full of power and glory, beauty that words cannot recall. All her power shall rest on the strength of her freedom. Glory shall rest on us all. From Colorado, Kansas, and the Carolinas too, Virginia and Alaska, from the old to the new, Texas and Ohio and the California shore. Tell me who could ask for more? Here is a land full of power and glory, beauty that words cannot recall. All her power shall rest on the strength of her freedom, glory shall rest on us all. Yet she's only as rich as the poorest of the poor Only as free as a padlock prison door Only as strong as our love for this land Only as tall as we stand For here is a land full of power and glory Beauty that words cannot recall For her power shall rest on the strength of her freedom Glory shall rest on us all Come on and take a walk with me through this green and growing land Walk through the meadows and the mountains and the sand Walk through the valleys and the rivers and the plains Walk through the sun and walk through the rain Here is a land full of power and glory Beauty that words cannot recall For her power shall rest on the strength of her freedom Glory shall rest on us all, on us all One of the finest songs ever written by Phil Oaks, Power and Glory. And I agree, it should be our national anthem. It, it really hits all the bases. And guess who recorded it <laughs> way back when? It was recorded by Anita Bryant. Really? Anita Bryant, famous orange juice woman? Yes, very anti-gay, very super, super patriotic. And it's on an album called Mine Eyes Have Seen the Glory. One of the things that that song does that makes it so special is it talks about the wonderful character, the potential, the glory that is all around us, and it talks of what we need to do to get there, to make it good. I mean, it's not, it's not an inanimate thing, the power and glory. It's something that we have to work at and improve constantly. And Phil, of course, was doing that through his music. 
Yeah, Phil was accused of being anti-American and this and that, but he wasn't. Phil was a patriot. Phil grew up watching John Wayne movies and listening to Johnny Cash and Berlin Husky and Webb Pierce and, and all of those country singers and Merle Haggard. But Phil's thing was, he, he loved this country, but his thing was, and I agree with him 100%, this is a wonderful country, but it has very large flaws. I mean, if you look at the conditions that some of our people are living in, even today, and his thing was, yes, it's a great country, let's praise it, but let's fix the things that are wrong. Let's make it even better. Let's make it even greater. It's an obvious condition. You know, if someone is sick, has a disease, they could be a wonderful person, but they've got this disease. You want to get rid of that growth or that infection or whatever it is. You have to address it, and if you don't address it, it kills the host, and that's what we don't want to do, of course. So, of course, we have to do the work to improve it, and Phil Oaks' music is just such a great medicine for our country. One of his songs that I hope you'll include talks about one of those illnesses of our world, and I think of it particularly with respect to Iraq, the fact that we felt like we had to go in there and give them democracy, and one of his songs addresses that kind of thing. Oh, you must be talking about cops of the world. Absolutely. <laughs> How did I guess? <laughs> that was the one during the Bush era I was saying should be the national anthem. <laughs> because it just... I remember the first time I heard him sing it. It was at his first Carnegie Hall concert. The place was packed. And he sang that song for the first time. And there were a few middle-aged, middle-class people who were so angered by it that they got up and walked out. It's a pretty brutal song. It's pretty powerful. But it really tells it like it is. Come get out of the way, boys Quick, get out of the way You'd better watch what you say, boys Better watch what you say We've rammed in your harbor and tied to your port And our pistols are hungry and our tempers are short so bring your daughters around to the fore Cause we're the cops of the world, boys We're the cops of the world We pick and choose as we please, boys Pick and choose as we please You'd best get down on your knees, boys Let's get down on your knees We're hairy and horny and ready to shack And we don't care if you're yellow or black Just take off your clothes and lay down on your back Cause we're the cops of the world, boys We're the cops of the world our boots are needing a shine, boys Boots are needing a shine But our Coca-Cola is fine, boys Coca-Cola is fine We've got to protect all our citizens fair So we'll send a battalion for everyone there 
And maybe we'll leave in a couple of years Cause we're the cops of the world, boy We're the cops of the world And dump the reds in a pile, boy Dump the reds in a pile You'd better wipe off that smile, boy Better wipe off that smile We'll spit through the streets of the cities we wreck And we'll find you a leader that you can elect Those treaties we signed were a pain in the neck Cause we're the cops of the world, boys We're the cops of the world And clean the Johns with a rag, boy Clean the Johns with a rag If you like, you can use your flag, boys If you like, you can use your flag We've got too much money, we're looking for toys And guns will be guns, and boys will be boys But we'll gladly pay for all we destroy Cause we're the cops of the world, boys We're the cops of the world Please stay off of the grass, boys Please stay off of the grass Here's a kick in the ass, boys Here's a kick in the ass We'll smash down your doors, we don't bother to knock We've done it before, so why all the shock? We're the biggest and the toughest kids on the block And we're the cops of the world, boys We're the cops of the world And when we butchered your sons, boys When we butchered your sons Have a stick of our gum, boys Have a stick of our bubble gum We own half the world, oh say can you see And the name for our prophets is democracy So like it or not, you will have to be free Cause we're the cops of the world, boys We're the cops of the world Cops of the world, Phil Oaks And we have his sister, Sunny Oaks, with us here today just recently, there's a documentary, There But For Fortune, that's produced about Phil Oakes, his life, and the times that he was in. Sonny, if I want to see that, that documentary, how do I go about seeing the whole thing out here in Wisconsin, since I can't come to the opening in New York or whatever? I'm not quite sure. We're in the infancy stages, evidently. But if you go to my website, which is my name, Sonny Oaks, and Sonny spelled with an O, SunnyOaks.com. In the lower left-hand corner of my homepage, there is a trailer about the documentary. And if you click on that trailer, up at the top it says something about where it's showing. And you can click on that 
and they'll be adding places to that as they schedule in, in more and more theaters. And hopefully it'll definitely get out to your area. I'm pretty sure it will. It started in New York on January 5th and was extended for an extra week because it did so well and had great reviews. And they're going to be showing it up here sort of near where I live twice this month. And then I know that it's going to be in Santa Monica. I can't remember the whole list, but if you click on, as I said, that trailer, you can find out where it's going to be. And if you do it from time to time, you'll see that the list will be expanding rapidly, I would imagine. Again, the documentary is called There But For Fortune. And we're speaking with Sunny Oaks. And Sunny, I just have to ask you, obviously, I think you're a female. And S-O-N-N-Y, why did you get that name? <laughs> no, when I was in uh, Girl Scout camp at age 10, everybody had to have a nickname. And my real name was Sonia, S-O-N-I-A. And so I just kept the S-O-N and it became, from Sonia, it became Sunny at age 10. And I've kept it ever since. I've never legally changed it, but that's what everybody knows me as. It's so wonderful that you are still promoting your brother's music and getting it out there because, as I've said already earlier, it's got such an ability to change us, to feel the pulse of the things that need to be addressed and looked at. The sad thing is that it's still, so much of it is still relevant, and it shouldn't be. And I'll show you, just to give you an example, some of the things that happened at song nights. Somebody was singing their butt for fortune, and they changed one word. This was a few years ago, and it was, wow. They just updated it to right now, this minute. And, and there but for fortune, the last verse is, show me a country where the bombs had to fall. Show me the ruins of the buildings once so tall. And somebody who was singing it saying, show me the ruins of the towers once so tall. And you could just feel people taking in their breath because there it was, you know, 9-11. I think we better listen to that song. It is both the title of this song and the title of the documentary about the life of Phil Oaks. And the title of a biography of Phil. And a title of a biography of Phil, There But For Fortune. Show me a prison Show me a jail Show me a prison man Whose face is growing pale And I'll show you a young man With many reasons why And there but for fortune May go you or I Show me an alley Show me a train Show me a hobo Who sleeps out in the rain And I'll show you a young man With many reasons why And there but for fortune May go you or I Show me the whiskey Stains on the floor 
drunken man as he stumbles out the door. And I'll show you a young man with many reasons why. And there but for fortune may go you or I. Show me the country where the bombs had to fall. Show me the ruins of the buildings once so tall. And I'll show you a young land with so many reasons why. And there but for fortune may go you or I, or I. A sad but continuously relevant song about the places our country goes and which it'll take our work and it'll take our dedication to not go. So it's there but for fortune is where we go. I think that we have time now just for one more song, and I hope you've got a real humdinger for us. I have more than a humdinger. I have Phil's anthem. I have the song that Phil sang at all of the rallies that he attended, including in Chicago and in Washington. Everywhere he went, he sang this song. It became sort of his signature song. And I've had, it's funny, over the years, I've met so many people and I've met so many veterans, and so many of the Vietnam vets are telling me that they actually sang this song when they were over in Vietnam. I just can't imagine it, but this, I've been told this more than once, so it must be true. The thing that's interesting, again, with the song that's changing things in such a tiny way, it's uh, one of his uh, bridge in this song is, it's always the old who lead us to the war, always the young who fall. Well, somebody at one of the song nights started singing, and we still use it now. It's always the rich who lead us to the war. It's always the poor who fall. And it's so true, and it's so sad, and that's what makes this song even more powerful. It's just, why are we? Why do we keep doing this? Why are we still fighting ridiculous wars? Unfortunately, the song is still necessary. Maybe someday we'll wake up and realize we don't have to keep fighting like we're fighting. Oh, I marched to the Battle of New Orleans At the end of the early British wars The young land started growing, the young blood started flowing But I ain't a-marching anymore For I killed my share of engines in a thousand different fights I was there at the little big horn I heard many men lying, I saw many more a-dying But I ain't a-marching anymore It's always the old to lead us to the wars Always the young to fall Now look at all we want with a saber and a gun Tell me, is it worth it all? For I stole California from the Mexican land Fought in the bloody Civil War Yes, I even killed my brothers and so many others But I ain't a-marching anymore 
For I marched to the battles of the German trench In a war that was bound to end all wars Oh, I must have killed a million men And now they want me back again But I ain't marching anymore It's always the old to lead us to the wars Always the young to fall Now look at all we've won with the saber and the gun Tell me, is it worth it all? For I flew the final mission in the Japanese skies Set off the mighty mushroom roar When I saw the cities burning I knew that I was learning That I ain't marching anymore Now the labor leaders screaming When they close the missile plant United Fruit screams at the Cuban shore Call it peace or call it treason Call it love or call it reason But I I ain't marching anymore, Phil Oaks, his anthem. And I was wondering about that, Sonny. Did he actually face the draft? Did he have to deal with that issue personally? No, there were ways out of the draft back then that people don't even remember. If you were married and had a kid, you didn't have to go. And Phil was married and had a kid, so he didn't have to go, so he was not facing it. At least at a certain stage, uh, those deferments got eliminated as the war went on. Yeah, but in the beginning, mostly only poor people went, because if you were were in college, you didn't have to go. If you were working in a defense plant, you didn't have to go. If you were a teacher, it's amazing how many young men became teachers all of a sudden. It did do a good thing for the education system, which used to be just totally female, or mainly female, and all of a sudden all these young men decided they were going to become teachers, and it was really to avoid the draft, but it really did change the nature of of schools, and now there are so many male teachers, and it's a good thing because the kids get male role models, which they hadn't had before. Maybe that's why the numbers are so skewed these days. 60% of college attendees now are female and only 40% male. And maybe we need a draft to balance that out. (laughs) Phil wrote so many good, relevant, powerful songs. I'm so thankful, Sonny, that you're carrying on his legacy, keeping things boiling. Thanks so much for joining me for Spirit in Action. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you. It's been a pleasure. And I do want to refer people to another of Phil's songs, Draft Dodger Rag, which is something of a primer on the varieties of deferments and exemptions from the draft back in the 1960s. Unfortunately, should the current draft law be activated, it will be much harder to follow one's conscience because the deferments and the exemptions are much more limited and the standards are much more demanding than in the good old days. But today, let's go out for this Spirit in Action program with a happy reminder of the fun of the 1960s draft with Phil Oak's song, Draft Dodger Rag. Oh, I'm just a typical American boy from a typical American town. I believe in God and Senator Dodd and I keep an old Castro down. And when it came my time to serve, I knew better dead than red. But when I got to my old draft board, buddy, this is what I said. Sarge, I'm only 18, I got a ruptured spleen and I always carry a purse. 
I've got eyes like a bat and my feet are flat and my asthma's getting worse. Yes, think of my career, my sweetheart dear, my poor old invalid aunt. Besides, I ain't no fool, I'm a-going to school and I'm a-working in a defense plant. I got a dislocated disc and a racked up back, I'm allergic to flowers and bugs. And when the bombshell hits, I get epileptic fits and I'm addicted to a thousand drugs. I got the weakness woes, I can't touch my toes, I can hardly reach my knees. And if the enemy came close to me, oh, I'd probably start to sneeze. I'm only 18, got a ruptured spleen, and I always carry a purse. I've got eyes like a bat, and my feet are flat, and my asthma's getting worse. Yes, think of my career, my sweetheart dear, my poor old invalid aunt. Besides, I ain't no fool, I'm a-going to school, and I'm a-working in a defense plant. Ooh, I hate showing lie, and I hope he dies But one thing you gotta see That someone's gotta go over there And that someone isn't me So I wish you well, Sarge, give him hell Kill me a thousand or so And if you ever get a war without blood and gore I'll be the first to go Yes, I'm only 18, I got a ruptured spleen And I always carry a purse I've got eyes like a bat and my feet are flat And my asthma's getting worse Yes, think of my career, my sweetheart dear, my poor old invalid aunt. Besides, I ain't no fool, I'm going to school and I'm working in a defense plan. The theme music for this program is Turning of the World, performed by Sarah Thompson. This Spirit in Action program is an effort of Northern Spirit Radio. You can listen to our programs and find links and information about us and our guests on our website, northernspiritradio.org. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Mark Helpsmeet, and I welcome your comments and stories of those leading lives of spiritual fruit. May you find deep roots to support you and grow steadily toward the light. This is Spirit in Action. With every voice, with every song, we will move this world on.